This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. Hey everybody, I'm Cold Eastwood. <laughs> a little closer today, I like it. I zoomed in a little bit today. Uh, welcome to the Ecstasy Podcast, where we talk about games and news and celebrate the uh, the things that make us happy. Today's going to be a really fun show. We've got with us our standard, well he's standard, he's alright I guess, our co-host, middle-aged game guy. How are you doing bro? I, I'm doing great tonight. You know what, I'm far from standard, but you know what, that's what you brought on, that's what you inherited when you asked me to be on the show. Either way... <laughs> Listen, we're going to have ourselves one hell of a show. We're going to have a great time. The chat's already it's already hopping. Everybody, how long going to say everybody? By the way, I have some uh, questions to answer in that chat later on in the show because some of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. We have an incredible guest. We have royalty in the house, folks. We have King David himself in the house. We got a lot of things to talk about. I'll stop talking. Take it away, King. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's it. <laughs> Back to you, Chuck. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, what's going on, guys? I can't wait uh, to get into these topics. Uh, you know, I talk to Colt here and there. Uh, you know, he's he's super busy. You know, that's, that's but that's my guy. So hopefully I get a chance to hang out with him at uh, this, this year's PAX East. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, and I can't wait to show him around. Because you haven't, you haven't been to PAX East, have you? I've never been there, no. Um, I, you know, you know, King, I've never been further than minnesota of all places i went there for a work trip like 20 years ago that's the furthest i've been i've never seen it i cannot wait for you to uh get there so we can show you around and you know we will we'll have a great time hard geek will definitely be there uh you know 108 dragons is going to be there hip-hop game is going to be there uh a lot of people is coming in we have a lot of people from uh, lordsofgaming.net that's going to be there and that's where we started. That's where we made our bones at. So it's like kind of a second home to us. And PAX East is the best. If we, because we had fun at PAX West, but we're going to have a blast at PAX East. We're Tell me the difference, blast. like uh, if you compare PAX West and Seattle to the Boston PAX East. Um. Okay. So PAX West seems a little bit pinky in the air, right? It, it's, yeah, it, it feels pinky oh. in the airish, you know, <laughs> like you know, like they 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 they're drinking their latte, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's 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 what it is. And um, Pax East, it's 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 so so down to earth, so home. Like um, all the cosplayers there, they have a whole annual cosplayers thing there. But all the devs that are there are super inviting, right? They, they, they. Let's have this conversation. Let's talk about this game. Let's do this interview. And I felt that PAX West, even though you had, and I, and I had a problem with Ubisoft because we had a thing with uh, Prince of Persia, and they didn't have anybody there to talk about their game. And I just felt, you know, yeah. I felt slighted, you know. So you you know how that goes. But not at Paxis. Paxis, everybody's on their job, about their business, about their games, about their stuff, and you can feel the passion in the room as you walk around. Oh, nice. Okay. And you and you said it's like it's a whole party at yeah. Paxis because it. Yeah. I've done Pax West twice in Seattle, and 
after the last year, or I guess it was September, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this again. And it was good seeing you guys. And I was actually yeah. telling uh, Fonz's show yesterday that when I was with the Lords, Mag, get this, I was hanging out with the Lords a little bit while they walked around wearing the black shirts, the gold logo, just and you know, dressed to the nines, walking through PAX West in Seattle, and they were royalty. Actual royalty. Like people come up, are you are you the Iron Lords? And, and of course, yeah. all the Iron Lords are like nine foot seven. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Except for That's Cog. Cog call- Cog's like our <laughs> height, but but he's yoked, right? <laughs> That's what you call brand recognition because you, you know what? They they stay consistent. They wear the product. They wear the swag. People recognize them. They all have different per- – they're like the Wu-Tang Clan of gaming podcasts. They, each one has a different personality, but it comes together as a group, right? And that's why people follow them, listen to them. They know who they are. They recognize them. How can you not recognize King David wherever you walk? If I ever saw him like grocery shopping, I would know who he is. Right. I mean, <laughs> apart from the fact that, you know, we, we, yeah. we, it hurts our neck, saying, Meg. it's like, I, yeah, yeah, right. That's true too. I'd see him from a mile away, but, uh, but the thing is, it's just, that's what it is. Brand recognition. That's what you do. And if you do, cause by the way, I'm going to get off that topic for a second. You guys, uh, uh, you, you guys did the, uh, the, the New York game awards, uh, yeah. up on the stage. I missed it. I was so pissed. So, uh, but how did it go? Please tell me. Yeah, tell us everything. Well, I, 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 I'll send it to you, but, um, I'd love to see right. it. Yes. So first of first, last year was our first year that we went, and we only found out about it because Phil was being honored, right? So we was yes. like, yo, we're going. All right, we're definitely gonna get there. So we got there and we met Harold, and you know, we had Harold on the show, Harold uh um Goldberg, and I always mix up his name between Goldstein and Goldberg, but I remember now because Goldberg is my favorite wrestler. And um and so we get there and Todd is there, Phil is there, uh, Jeff is there, uh, you see Reggie fils there. It's it's everybody's a who's who of what what is shaking that's there, but it's so intimate. I'm talking about elbow touching, having conversation, intimate, and nobody was stuck up. It, it was just a vibe. It, it had a whole right. New York City melting pot feel to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to um, give that to Harold. Now, what they do is they do outreach for children that's in the Bronx about video games, training them, teaching them, showing them what's going on. And we come from the Bronx. So that's stuff that's near and dear to our heart. But while we were sitting there and I'm watching everybody go up on stage, I said, next year, we're going to be up there. We're going to we, we're going to be uh, presenting. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit that stage. And, you know, we became part of the gaming um, critic circle as a team on the board. And then, voila, this happens, right? And as we're going up there, the crowd goes nuts. Um, you know, Hip Hop, 108 Dragon, a lot of other people that we know there. Uh, uh, was was Hip Hop yelling there. so everyone could hear him? Oh, when yes. you guys went up, of course, of course. You, you you already know that. Um, huge supporter, and we got up there and we presented the best AR VR game, and you know, um, Cog introduced uh, Sovereign, read the body of the the paragraph, Attic uh, said in the nominees are, and awesome. you know, I read the winner, and it was just a moment to have. But the biggest moment came. When uh, Harold was like, yo, we need somebody, you know, to protect Reggie. And, you know, I volunteered for the job. And for the whole night, I was security for Reggie Fizeman. No nice. way. 
Yes, somebody that I will never forget the moment that I was introduced to him when, you know, well, I called it introduced to him, but he was introduced to the world on a Nintendo stage when he came out and said, my name is Reggie and I'm here to to kick butt and take names. And I was just like, oh my God, he's black, right? He's black and he's the head of Nintendo. This is not real. This is not happening. This this is an alternate reality, and but I'm all in for it. And I mean, from the moment that he took over at Nintendo, it was a complete turnaround. Like I don't know what mojo magic that this man had, or what or how he galvanized the team at Nintendo, but he did. And he went on to write a book and other stuff like that. And it was fantastic things that he has done that was incredible. And for me to be standing next to my idol, for me to you know, one of my idols for me to have a conversation with him. And I, I, I thought I was going to take a picture with him. I can't take a picture with you now. I'm security. Cause I used to have a security firm. <laughs> all right. So, but a you lot know of the people rules. Got yeah, was this your first time people... ever meeting Reggie or seeing him in person? No, no, no. I saw him last year okay. at the, at the game. Awards. Okay. So, um, but I was, you know, it was Phil night and well, this night was Neil Druckmann's night. And I got a chance to have the conversation with Neil Druckmann. And we had such a conversation because he makes my greatest video game is The Last of Us 2. Um, And the reason why it's my greatest video game is because no video game has ever moved me to have those level of emotions. And I don't care how anyone feels about the man. I don't care how anybody feels about PlayStation. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care about is the man's ability to invoke a level of emotion from you, from a medium that I adore. And he did it in such a way that I didn't see it coming. Right? Pause. And um, <laughs> and I was along for the ride. My daughter was watching as I was playing, sharing in the emotion. And she had tears in her eyes. You understand? So is this level of, of drama that you're able to bring to this medium. You're very powerful in your writing. And, uh, and I feel that uh, The Last of Us 2 is a seminal game because he couldn't do the stuff that he did in The Last of Us 2 in part one. That's why when you get the TV show and you got uh, episode three, it, he flushed out Bob, and he did it in such a way that was unapologetic, but he knew the crowd that he was talking to. So now he had enough uh, uh, cojones to do it in part two. I told him, I said, listen, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to ask you about part three. I'm just fearful for what you're about to do next because what you did in two, you didn't care. And I, and I hope you have that same reckless abandon going into three because I'm I here for the ride. Really? Really? What do you say? Oh yeah, yeah, you know he he was just like definitely, but our conversations was more about comic books because I have a huge comic book collection. He's a huge Frank Miller fan. He has a huge comic book collection, and we're talking about Comic Con and comic books. I'm talking about comic books to Neil Druckmann, right? This is this is what the Game Awards does. You know, it gives you the ability to have these intimate conversations with people that either you've seen, heard about, or people, articles that you read, because there's a lot of people from Kotaku there, from IGN, from other places, heads of Nintendos is there besides Reggie. And then Harold himself is a wealth of knowledge. So it, it it's it's a very eclectic group, but 
if it's if, if if suede had a, a a feel and a smell and was a place, it <laughs> was this place. Like suede is dope. Anybody that says they don't like suede, don't trust those people. Suede <laughs> is dope, right? And and and, and, if, and if suede was a place, it's the uh, New York City Game Awards. Hey, do you have a suede That's jacket great. with the with the fringe on it on the arms? Okay, secret story. Secret story, and I swear to God, if any of you guys out there try to use this against me, my mom's had uh, a suede um, uh, Indian uh, uh, vest with the with the with the fringes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I would be when she when she go to work, I would put it on and run through the house like like I was from the Warriors. What? <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> that's for that's for the great beards out there who know that movie. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of suede and and suede luxury, uh, how did Spider Man Two do at the New York Game Awards, King? Okay, it came up butt kiss again. This game is nine and oh, I'm hearing it. Oh and nine. <laughs> oh and nine. Oh yeah. And nine. <laughs> this game has come up. Well, nine and oh, depending on where you're looking from, right? Yeah, if you if you're a Sony run show, if you're a Sony run show, that thing will win every time. <clears throat> but when other people are waging <laughs> a bet against it, it loses every time. I mean, Dang. I think they should they should have left it in the cooker. I don't I don't like what they did to Peter itself. There's no way for you to emasculate a man if, if you're trying to elevate a woman. You don't have to do that. That's one thing you do not have to do. All right? bad writing. It's terrible writing. And, 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 it, and it it, it's, it's, a, it's a feminist agenda. The problem with that agenda is this. Video games and comic books were made off the backs and eyes of young men. Okay. If you alienate yeah. your core fan base... You are going to lose it all. This is why Marvel is in the crapper right now. You are chasing a fan base that never wanted you, that don't need you. And if they come around for you, they were only coming because of the core. The core brought their girlfriends to the movies. What was the That's last Marvel movie, liked. King? What, that crappy Marvels? <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? My wife stopped, stopped watching MCU movies after, after uh, uh, Endgame. Game. She was watch one, and this is a woman. This woman watched it, and she goes, "I'm not interested in this crap. I wanted to see what she wanted. She wanted to see what she wanted to see, yep. right? The only hope I have, only hope I have, is is uh, is uh, Deadpool and Blade, and that's only because Mahasha Ali got involved and said, uh, "I'm not going to be playing third fiddle to." Th you heard you about it. You heard oh, about the, it. Uh, sorry, fourth fiddle. Excuse me, fourth, fourth fiddle. fiddle. Yeah, he was going to play fourth fiddle. For those who know, you know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I read the script, uh, and, uh, I was like, Terrible. you gotta be kidding me. And so they canned that script and then they started over. That's why it got delayed so much. So yeah, well, they, yeah now they, it's they reshot it four times this movie. Um, I really don't have no hope for the movie. I don't have hope for, uh, uh, Deadpool. Um, as much as I believe that, um, Ryan Reynolds has enough power and pull in Hollywood with his cachet and stuff like that. That was Fox. Mm -hmm. This is Disney, different beasts, different animal. And, the, the problem with it is this. They have a complete agenda. When they lost the Russos, everybody tries to figure out, oh, maybe the Russos had fatigue. Mm -hmm. The Russos went on to make other movies, do other shows. They didn't have fatigue. What they nope. did was say, we weren't signing up for this agenda. So 
anybody else that stuck around or anybody else that wanted to partake and make these movies, they had to agree to certain things. I like the head of Disney coming out and saying, listen, we're forgetting all that stuff. We're going back to our core because billions of dollars are less are lost. If you do not cater to your fan base, you always got to be true to your core. If I ever come out and tell somebody, don't hold the line, run for the hills. Okay. My fan base is gone. All right. Gone. Yeah. All right. So if I say, hey, we all can hold the line together. Like, no, they don't want to hear that. That's not what it is. So you got to know your fan base. You got to play to your audience. Please get back to the audience because I am, if you have not noticed, I am a Marvel nut, right? I am a huge supporter of the Marvel Universe. I know every character, history. I probably know their birth date. The problem is when you alienate us, you're going to lose because we're the ones that's teaching our children. We're the ones that's taking the family to the movies. We're the one that's dragging the girlfriend out with us. Oh, if you haven't seen Beekeeper, go see Beekeeper. Um, <clears throat> with just Joseph Statham. Oh, if you thought John Wick was good, this guy, <laughs> this guy here, dear God. Did you say the wrong name? Joseph Statham? Joseph Statham, that's, that's Chick Chilios, right? That's the guy that uh, played. Uh, no, you think of Jason. Jason Statham's the actor. Oh, okay. And Joseph Staten is, uh, isn't he the, um, isn't he the game developer? Yeah, he's the one that worked <laughs> at Bungie yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, Halo. Yeah. This is what happens yeah, when we get gamer brain. We're like, go check yeah, out that movie with, no, with no, Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond. No, no, that's, that's a long running joke uh, that, that uh, Mr. Boomstick and I have been talking about forever. We've been saying that Jason Statham runs Bungie. So oh, we've been making okay, those jokes. Okay. So, yeah. because the name is so similar, so we're like, we're like, every time someone messes up at Bungie, he doesn't lay them off. He roundhouse kicks them out the door. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> I, I just think when you when you cater to a five percent, the very least, you lose five percent of your audience. That's going to say, you know more. what? This isn't what I wanted. This isn't core to. I just saw a great clip of Henry Cavill who said. No, Witcher would never do this. Like he's on the stage in front of everything. The lights are on, the cameras are rolling. He's like, I'm not doing that. Like Geralt wouldn't do this. And he said he got so much pushback from directors. And he says, you you have to understand, he said in this interview, you have to understand that the fans come first and they understand what is core, what's canon, what is true to the character. You know, that's hypocrisy coming from him, especially coming from him. It especially, is especially coming from him when his Superman is the only Superman that snapped General Zod's neck. All right. So uh, my Superman in the books would have found a way, would have grabbed him, threw him into the Phantom Zone or did something. He snapped his, and that's the only problem I have with that movie. And, and, and the fact that he was such a wimp that he sat there and watched his father die. Oh, no. I'll stay here and let the thing hit me. Are you nuts? The hand. Even the emotion inside a superhuman, super fast individual that cannot be detected by the actual eye would have got his father out of the way. It is off a reflex, right? So, but you can hear Lois Lane and, uh, I don't know, five cities away falling off of a building, but you can't hear your mother getting kidnapped. I have problems with Henry Cavill and the writing that they had around him, but he should have stood up for Superman. You didn't. That's why you're gone. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so they've really hurt you, King, yes, with this nonsense. Why aren't yes, you? Yes. Why aren't you consulted on these movies? 
I'm going to assert. I'm going to call some people. <laughs> they, they don't know about me. <laughs> well, speaking, please, speaking of that, we're, know. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a dumb question, but you guys weren't nervous when you walked up on that stage in New York, were yes. you? Yes. Oh, you were? Um, it wasn't nerves to say. First of all, it was confidence going up there because we sure. looked good. We were sharp. We was fantastic. Oh, yeah. But what you you don't want is you don't want that moment, right? Uh, and those moments only happen in your head. Those those two seconds that you thought was 40 minutes, you know, there's this, the, the stuff in the lunchroom when you're holding your lunch tray and you sp- your milk spills over. Yeah, like but you're worried you about thought, missing that second step on the way up. Right. You thought everybody <laughs> saw it, but only you saw it. So um, it, it was that type of thing. Like, uh, just don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. And I think everybody has that don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. I don't know how many times you go up on that stage, but it was just that. But it wasn't. I felt at home because my peers was there. It was just so many people that I did know that does love me, that I love them. And it was just such a good feeling to actually get up there and represent us. Because it wasn't just me up there. It was Colt up there. It was Mag up there. It was us up there. We were up there. You know, um, so we're doing it to 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 open up the doors for more people oh i want to see more people there i want to see more podcasters there i want to see everybody showing up i want it to be so big that they have to rent out madison square garden to do it oh yeah absolutely so podcasters are the new hollywood you know and and the thing is the younger generation and this is where it may maybe it won't be us Maybe we laid the foundation for what's going to happen in the future because, you know, we're reaching an age where we're not, I hate to say it, but we're getting to an age where we're not really marketable for the younger audience because yeah. an eight-year-old doesn't want to listen to a 55-year-old <laughs> right? like, like, Colt, like Colt Eastwood, um, <clears throat> right? But the thing is, Dang it. it's it, yeah, but the thing is the children, the kids, my kids and their generation, they're not watching TV. I mean, they are like somewhat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but it's yeah. all in passing. It's all in passing. Right, yep. they rarely go to the movie theater. Maybe once a year we go to the theater to go. See, we'll probably go see Despicable Me four this year. That's it. Right. Other than that, I don't think we're ever going to leave the house. Uh, other than that, what they're watching twenty four seven is YouTube, and YouTube has become the new Hollywood. And because yeah. of that, and and, and it, it's become a, congl- a conglomerate in itself. And so what what King has done, and what the what the Iron Lords have done there, that's step one. And now that is the new celebrity. The new celebrity, you know, like the George Clooney's and the rest of them, they're getting old, all right? They're moving on and they're they're retiring and this and that, whatever. The new people coming up, they're not even looking at the actors and actresses anymore because it's all just sort of like cookie cutter, whatever. They're all looking at YouTube personalities now. And yep. YouTube personalities is where it's at and where it's going to be at. And like I said, maybe we uh, have, in, in, in one way or another, we may not be the 122 million view people that play, you know, uh, uh, Minecraft uh, uh, streams or whatever, but we are the personalities that are out there and the people who follow us and listen to all of us and everything that we do in our content, my content, yours, King's content and everything else. And then that's where it all started. And that's where it starts and it's going to grow from there. And that's where you're going to see, just like King said, you give it a few years, you're going to have podcaster of the year is going to be an award at the show. I can yep. guarantee it. There's going to be show of the year, hundred percent show of the year. Yeah. And you're going to have a list of shows. It's going to be what, you know, uh, whatever this going to be. Iron Lords versus the XNC show, not the not the Xbox Two podcast. They're not invited. No, uh, but the, you know, and, and special Nick as well. He's not invited either. Uh, but uh, but it'll just be it'll just be because I saw Special Nick in the chat. 
uh, and Gaz, forget about it. No, no, one's, no one's flying Gaz out from England, and he's too cheap to fly on his own. So forget it. <laughs> but the point is, it'll be podcast of the year, podcaster of the year. It's all going to be there, and it's all going to be part of it. Give it two to three years, and you watch and see. Let me tell you who's going to jump on that first. That's Jeff mm-hmm. Keighley. Yes, oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's he's, what I've envisioned. He, he's going to jump on it first to, to try to, you know, uh, milk and monetize it. But then, you know, New York City Game Awards will do it. And it, it'd be something that's good. Neil Druckmann said something funny that was up there. He was like, oh, I don't have to worry about somebody rushing me off stage. Yeah. 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 That part. The, that the, part. the Keeleys have been infamous for their, there's always something crazy that happens at a show. Um, I mean, I know people really do look at podcasts and I watch a lot of podcasts. There's like 50 of them in this community king and like i messaged you i'm like hey i don't often have guests on but would you come on for an hour because i I mean people are so busy and there's always requests going around a lot of shows to watch but you have ign right you have these big i I would never tell you no oh geez come on now you know do you know (laughs) do you understand why because you know when when i spoke to you before when we when you first before you even started and I was like, Colt, uh, Colt, you need to put your camera on. And, you know, um, you need to do that. And, you know, I'm there for you, whatever. And you did it. Right? So that that's huge. For anybody that's, you know, <laughs> hide, hides, hide behind an avatar, it's very, it's very hard talking to a camera. And I know you know it. It's very hard talking to a camera and revealing yourself because you're naked in front of the camera. It's mentally. so rewarding. Yeah, but it is though, right? It is like well, Meg and I sit here, and Meg and I've got we've become such good friends, mostly over the show. And like yeah. when Meg and I are talking, like we're waving our hands around, we're old men, we're doing our geriatric thing, and and we're making a connection together. And I feel like when you watch podcasts every week, you're sitting in the living room or family room with your favorite people, hearing about games and stuff yes. that you want to hear about. And we're super fortunate. Hit the like button if you're here and having a good time. We're really gr- grateful to have King here, a good friend, and hopefully uh, we can all. <laughs> Nick's going to talk about how I'm an eyesight. Uh, yeah, uh, Colt being on camera is why my eyesight is getting worse. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on being more handsome. But I, he was giving me a hard time about not having my glasses. But I love having contacts. I got so sick of wiping my glasses all the time, pushing up my glasses. So yeah, I'm super happy. Um, let me read a couple of supers here. Just a couple of things. Uh, B- brand Mac 31. Thank you for the five says all's well in the house of the Lords and Georgie with the $2. Thank you. Georgie says, sorry, David, not holding the line. Xbox going third party. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Y'all already beat, yeah, y'all already beat us to it. I mean, I can't wait to play MLB to show a first party game from one of our best studios inside game pass. And, um, I want you to say, Go buy that. You go buy it while I go try it. You know, and I love the fact that you will consider you will consider us third party because you're port begging. You know, you port begging ponies always one hour stuff, man. <laughs> and it's and, and, and it sucks so bad that you gotta beg us for stuff, but we don't gotta beg you for anything. You just give it over easy, and y'all gotta pay for it. Thank you for fitting the bill for me. I appreciate the, it. The best part is I, I put up these roadmap graphics of all these games coming to Xbox, and they're like, "Those are all trash." And then when they hear this news, they're like, "But I'm gonna be playing those day one on my PlayStation." And I'm like, "All yeah. right, all right." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We I'll got be Paul. I'm show. I'll be playing MLB the show for the third year in a row, basically for free while they're shelling out 70 bucks for it. Uh, Paul Rashbrook. Thanks for the Australian 
three dollar. He sends a, a, a couple bucks. Hey, what's up? What's up, Fonz? Say hi. What did you pocket dial me, Fonz? Say hi. <laughs> so every week, Fonz says. <laughs> every week, Fonz says, "I'm going to call you live on the show," and I say, "Okay, I'll put you on speaker, and you can say hi." And then this time, he's walking around with the uh, with me and his pants. Where oh, was well, I? That's that's yep. Well, that's how it is. Yeah, that's right. You gotta be And he's like, he's like, wait a second, I get drunk, I gotta talk too loud. <laughs> he's <laughs> in the trunk breathing. Like, help me. Help me. Help me. Yeah. And I mean, I do, <laughs> I do get the calls from Fonz late at night. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like hot fudge Sundays? All right. Uh, Matthews, yep. thank you for two two dollar uh, and fifty euro super chats. He says King is a fan of Drunkman, and he didn't know that. The other one is King David. What about the agendas in The Last of Us Two? I mean, yeah, you want to um, say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 agendas in The Last of Us Two is fantastic. I saw the agendas in The Last of Us Two, but those agendas was to push the story narrative. They weren't overbearing agendas that were meant to. You had strong male role models in the game, mm-hmm. and those those strong male role models will continue to persist. Now, if you had strong female role models in that game, those strong female role models was there at the detriment to what happened to the strong male models in their lives. So they had to step up in that world. But remember, don't forget that that world is male dominated. All right, so look at the world. Look at what it is. It just showed that the women lost the strong men in their lives and they had to step up. It sucks that they were going against each other, but look at it. And if you're talking about one of those agendas, that wasn't an agenda. That was something that was put in there as a story plot for a particular character. Now, maybe that resonated with a lot of people. And and, and I know a lot of you, you're probably one of those people that didn't like the story uh, one of those little um, side quests that was in Spider-Man that uh, had to do with uh-huh. the boyfriend and, and the stuff. Yeah, my and boyfriend I, and, and, thanks you or stuff like yeah, that, right? sure. I, I, and, I, and I saw that, and it's unfortunate that we play video games and we can have a story that is is not malicious, is not malicious in any sense of the word. You're not seeing anything that is uh, overly advert. You didn't see anything, you know, overly sexual, anything of that nature in that you either heard a story, saw a story, or a part of a story, and some people didn't complete the mission, or some people had a problem with that stuff. What I would say is a deeper reflection within the person, and you have to take time to figure out what triggers you the most about that. And if you do that reflection, I'm pretty sure that you will look at the game in a different light. Okay. Um, I know we all... I mean, I know I would disagree on... The Last of Us 2 isn't my favorite game. I'll never play it again, just because... I don't have a problem with those things that people complain about. That wasn't even my issue. My issue is the way the game made me felt. It was by design to make you feel super uncomfortable. I would regularly yeah. go in the house from playing a long segment of Last of Us 2 and just look at my family and go, my gosh, good thing you guys are so happy and whatever I'm doing in there is completely depressing. That was just my takeaway from Last of Us 2 and I played it you know, for two or three we- or two weeks until it was done at launch. So, uh, Dean yeah. Rivera, Rivera, thank you so much for the $5 super. General King, does Attic really play his switch laying on his stomach with his feet in the air laughing? 
What the hell was that? With the door open. With the door open. <laughs> With the door open, feet in the air. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's oh his. Oh, he plays the Steam Deck like that. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Wait hey, until, um, until he reaches our age, he won't be able to stand up after doing that. <laughs> you know, I do my ab workouts, and I'm like, I think I'm a king still. Right? I think I'm Stallone in like 1985 in Rocky IV, training in the training in uh, Russia. And then when yeah. I try to stand up, I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah, and then it takes me like ten minutes to get up off the ground. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not, I guess I'm not Balboa anymore. Yeah. But anyhow, the floor is your enemy. Yeah, no kidding, right? Hey, bef- <laughs> before we... you get there, buddy, twenty more years, twenty more years. Damn it, gravity. <laughs> yeah. But before we jam into the into the topics, uh, I'm going to take a minute. Meg and I have a new sponsorship with Manscaped, and we've got the new, I don't know if you have yours uh, by you, but we've got the new Lawnmower 5.0, which will shave like crazy. And I'm going to do this ad read here, and we'll move on. It's, uh, we're, as we get older, some of the hair on our head may start to go away, but it doesn't uh, mean that we can uh, just keep on growing elsewhere. Manscaped is a waterproof trimmer you can use out of the shower, and it helps reduce danger to your danger zone. And it's in the delicate place that are lo- below the hard deck. The trimmer is sleek, it's cordless, it's chargeable by USB. You can plug it into your computer or Series X and charge the Manscaped trimmer. And it has two, uh, three different attachments, so you can get, you know, short hair or very short hair. And, uh, you know, X and C has two smooth foreheads on the channel, don't we, Mag? You know, obviously. And, you know, the thing is, actually, I bought one of those multi-chargers for my PS5 uh, because I'm a pony butt, right? Obviously. And uh, and what I do is I actually like to shave while I'm play- while I'm waiting for uh, um, a Call of Duty maps to load up. So before you get your skin rifle on the battlefield, you remember, you better get that Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 and get using that every single day, folks. Let me tell you something. Spring is coming faster than you think, and you better be shorn. You better be smooth. You better be ready because the spring is time for loving, time to make babies, time to make families, time to get the economy going let's go get some manscaped we got father's day coming mother's day coming let's get out there let's get out and start buying this valentine's valentine's day too and valentine's day's coming too and nobody needs to be going nobody needs to be trudging through anybody's garden everybody should be able to walk the path clearly now that being the case colt please tell them about any kind of uh, promotion or anything we got for manscaped this time around it's it's really easy you can use the promo code x and c to get yourself one of these for 20% off and that promo code, just go there and write in the promo code X and C and that'll get you a discount and you can shave because it's clinically and scientifically proven. You can run faster when you have less friction that, down there. That is a hundred percent. And think about swimmers, swimmers shave their whole body so that they can break those world records. You know what? We want you to break world records in bed, but not in that way. We don't want you to be the fastest, but we want you to be the smoothest. So everybody make sure you buy manscaped and keep them coming. Guys use the promo code 20% off that you can't beat that. You can't beat 20% off. It's absolutely incredible. So if you think about it, and if you want to buy something even for someone's birthday later this year, buy it now. You'll get that 20% off, and you'll be able to have it, and you'll have a great time, and you'll enjoy it. Everybody, Manscaped. That's right, Manscaped. <laughs> Thanks, Meg. I appreciate that. King, should we get back to the, should we get back to the gaming topics? Let's, let's talk. I want to ask you about, um, just briefly, about... The AAA games are leading the world right now. Everyone's talking about Pal World. I don't want to. It's kind of been a full week. I don't want to talk about too much. But is there a AAA bubble that's about to burst in the games industry? I don't think so. Um, I think that everything has its place and everything is necessary, right? Uh, so when we have these anomalies like uh, Pal World that pops up and nobody can predict it, those are necessary and those are needed. 
you know, but we need the sure, you know, AAA bangers. We need those games that actually, you know, uh, push the exclusives and, and push the narrative forward, those things that we look forward to. Uh, we love those welcome surprises. You know, welcome surprises is always fantastic that comes around and it keeps you digging. It keeps you grounded because you don't know what's going to be the next success. And But you know somebody's working on it, you know, every day. So, yeah, AAA bubble now. I believe you need services to subsidize AAA. And I think the formula that Sony has right now is a broken formula. It's not sustainable. Sean Layden said that, and he was out the door. So, you know, Phil told you, and Phil is still there, but Phil told you that single-player games aren't sustainable and that they're looking at the eradication of that genre at some point in time. And you, you flow right back to Sony and you saw that Call of Duty was propping up all that single player stuff. And the fact that that's why they went so hard at Microsoft getting ABK because they lost their prop. Now they have to start from the bottom. They didn't have no games last year. Had Spider-Man come out. And this year they don't have any games this year. They, they need third party. I know you have a state of play Wednesday. I don't expect anything but third party stuff. There no first party stuff. And... The problem with that is that's not sustainable within itself. Microsoft course corrected, fixed it. So that's why you can have a Hell Blade 2 that's $50 that's digital only. And mm -hmm. yeah, some people may say that's not a AAA title, but it has a budget of a AAA title. It has a budget of, uh, it has the look of a AAA title. You have uh, Insomniac look over and said, we want our AAA title to emulate to look like this so if that's not a triple a title within itself graphically story-wise sound-wise what is constitutes a triple a title but microsoft has found the even ground where these single player games can be eight hours that can live digitally inside the ecosystem of game pass sony needs that but they're reluctant in doing that because they are fearful that their stuff won't sell they need to get the subscription. And when the CEO came out and said, that is not viable, I said, you're a dinosaur. I'm going to miss you. But you will be an app that I can play on my Xbox. An app, huh? Yes. An app. So you, no you were talking about, you were talking about uh, <laughs> Wolverine, the, the Insomniac right. saying, hey, we want, we want that AAA look, which tells me, Mag, that, the AAA moniker is useless when a game like Power World destroys every game sale and, and kills and profit. Um, mm. Like, do you have a specific stance, Mag, about where Xbox or PlayStation are sitting with their AAA offering? You know, the thing is, you know, King touched on it. Actually, he pretty much answered it. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is uh, you want, you're going to want to, at some point, you have to maybe rein in it a little bit in terms of the size and scope of some of these things. Like, for example, the one thing I can think of will be an absolutely perfect game is Uncharted um, Lost Legacy. Was it Lost Legacy? No, which one was the one with the with the two women? The two women? Was that? It wasn't a DLC one? Yes. No DLC, right? Yeah. And like so... Miles Morales, like bite-sized AAA, maybe like a little bit smaller, eight-hour experiences, 10-hour experiences, that kind of thing to maybe try to... You know what I mean? Build some momentum over there. And then the thing is, you t you brought up Power World, uh, Power World, right? Power World is twenty six dollars or thirty thirty dollars, whatever, sure. right? That's yep. that's an easier pill to swallow than up here in Canada, for example. It's a hundred dollars. 
yeah. for a triple for a triple A game now. Call of Duty, I just bought it for my son. Uh, he's never played, you know. So I got him Modern Warfare three because he wanted to do so. Daddy, I want to do something with you, and I'm like, all right. It was a hundred and two dollars. Yeah. Right for the game. So, but Pal World is like thirty five in Canada, right, with tax and all that nonsense. So the thing is, it's a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. The other thing is, is we have there's something a lot of people are not talking about, and it's something that's very important. It's that it's not so much that AAA games are unsustainable. I think what's happening now, and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I'm, it's a fact. What's unsustainable are the salaries, and yeah. the and, yeah. and the size of and the size of these teams and the salaries. Now, I looked it up earlier today because there's something I wanted to talk about. Something like I said, I know it's going to be very unpopular, especially devs. Anybody listening to this show going, Max, shut up. But. <laughs> The starting wages are like sixty to eighty thousand dollars for like the lower end of devs, eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand. Sorry, this was oh, okay. I, I, my, I, my I was wondering this today, Mag. Yeah, Thank eighty you. to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for mid-range developers, and this is and this is as of uh, the end of twenty twenty-three, and then leaders and and then higher executives are 120 to 200 thousand dollars each you multiply that even like the lowest end 60 to eighty thousand dollars you you multiply that by 200 300 400 500 people and then and you then start adding in the years then you start adding in paid vacation paid sick time uh, uh god forbid uh you know um uh, uh, what the hell they call bereavement. Well, there's a chargeable there's a chargeable rate that covers all that but you you have to add in the how long they're going to be working on that game in the studio under a full-time employee salary, right? And you're looking at saying. no longer two years, right? Go well, ahead. See, that's, and that's now what, yeah, that that part I agree, but I disagree with the salary thing, is because they most developers don't stay with a company longer than that one game. They and don't. That yeah. one game is probably let's say two years, and mm. sometimes you can get on a project and you can be half of them aren't full-time so you can get on a project that let's say it's it's two years you're only on for six months you get paid uh a hundred thousand dollars a year you only got paid fifty thousand dollars for that time that you was there and then sure. the rest of the time is you trying to find another job another gig uh to get to so i think the salaries are good the problem is the pipeline and delivery systems is antiquated you know because it's 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 sustainable because the money is there. We know the money is there. How can we get the money out of the consumer's hands into the developer's hands and, and the producer's hands to keep this stuff going? That's the bigger problem because a lot of games get worked on, don't reach their milestones, and never get a chance to be redone. And those developers that worked on them get a bad eye. Like, oh... When you put your resume in, oh, you worked on that game. That was a oh, failure. really? You Jeez. worked on that game. That was a failure. Sure. You know that type of thing. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Mac, but uh, I no, just, no, 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 no. I just have a couple of developers. When this stuff happened with Microsoft, they was in my take on it. They was like, you, "You're spot on on your take," but the problem is this, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that," you know, and Dang. a lot of them. If I mean, let's say you got two hundred thousand for the year, but you only worked half a year, and you just moved your family out of you know to the bay that you mm -hmm. just paid for this house, and you know you're renting right now, and you're just like my my kids, like you're sitting there stuck, 
right? But medical is the bigger problem. So now you're paying medical out of your pocket, you know? So it's a lot of things that go along with that whole thing. And I will always fight for the devs to have as much money as possible because going forward, it's going to be a problem for them to get other jobs if they're not connected, you know, to the next big, you know, check. You know, Hollywood is now facing the same problems when, when you know, they went on strike, everything else, looking for more money. The threat of AI, which is a monster one, especially for the gaming industry. Now, this is something... Now, now, hear me out for a second. Now, I, I, we, you know, what King said is absolutely correct in terms of piecemeal work. A lot of it is project work. They do six months here, six months here. However, there's still a lot of full-time people that are working in, in, in these companies and in a lot of these studios. Now, that being the case... When you start talking about, I'm not going to get into the whole thing about redundancies and things like that when it comes to the mergers of, you know, the two companies like the ABK Microsoft deal and people came in. Obviously, if you have two marketing teams doing the same job, you do not require both. So we understand that some of that's going to go. However, under the shroud of redundancy, a lot of other things do go on in a corporation which are not as good and they're and they're far, far more nefarious. And those things are... You know, getting rid of full-time people or moving full-time people out so that you can outsource so you don't have to pay them benefits. You don't have to pay them vacation. You don't have to pay them uh, si- a paid sick leave. Tell me I'm wrong. Walmart's been doing it for uh, for decades. They only hire part-time people so they don't have to give anybody benefits. They do it yeah, up here in right. Canada. They do it in the United States. And the other thing is, with that, here's, my, here's a thought. Now, this may be a little bit conspiratorial, but it's a thought that it's something that being what I do for a living, Yeah. okay, it's something that they probably would have asked me to do. Okay? And hear me out. What this is, is that it's, it's, it's the, you know, when you get the layoffs, you move people out. Of, uh, you know, they have the redundancies. Perfect. We can use that. We can get rid of other people. They got rid of 40% of Toys for Bob. That wasn't redundant. But maybe they, what they do, they move them out. They outsource. So now from outsource, eventually what you do is you replace that outsource with AI. The game testing. Um you know, coloring in 3D animations, things of that nature, right? You start doing that. And why? Because when you when you cut the contract with the outsources, technically you're not laying off Microsoft employees. You're just cutting off the contract. So now you've rid yourself of the blame of that situation. So now, hear me out. You go from layoff to outsource to AI. And what does this do at the end of the day? You are diverting attention away from yourself while maximizing your profit and efficiency. Okay, I, so you're diverting the attention away. So what I'm saying is here, hear me out for a second, then I'll let you go nuts, is that you're now <laughs> moving people out of that ecosystem. You're outsourcing. Now they're no longer Microsoft employees. Cut them off. You get AI in there. AI doesn't need to go on vacation. AI doesn't sleep. AI doesn't need the weekends off. AI doesn't have to be home to feed their families. They don't have to walk the dog. They don't have to do anything. They will work 24 hours a day. And if you think I'm wrong, or some people think I'm full of crap, Go to your local grocery store and walk to the front where you pay. And there are 25 cash registers sitting there that used to be human jobs. Yep. Now there's two. There's one dude in the, in the, in the uh, express. There's one lady in the other one for like, you know, for the 90 year olds who don't know how to use the self checkout. And then there's 12 self checkouts. And what do they have at the self checkout? They have one girl stand there like this with her arms crossed watching you do it. Right. So you know, now you have question. three people. Yes. Did you did you did you see they have the audacity to ask you if you want to tip? Yes, yes, it's insane. I saw that at, like, at the I, Amazon like self service yeah. store. 
Yeah. Not happening. And none, none of that is happening. And I come from, and I come from a long line of hospitality business, 30 years in the hospitality business. And I can tell you from all the way from restaurants, being in the dirt, being in the trenches, all the way to senior executive. But I can tell you this, I ain't tipping nothing. I'm not tipping a machine. You got to be out of your mind. Maybe you could start the matrix war with that. I mean, I know, I know I sound like Lawrence Fishburne right now, this whole, like this little conspiratorial nope, idea, but you're I'm right on. You, you're spot it's on. not. Yeah. You look down that aisle and you do that. You go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go to your grocery store, and you see that all those jobs have been replaced by technology. You don't think the same thing is happening in Hollywood? That's why they went on strike. One of the yep. reasons they went on strike. What is the other thing? Well, the video game industry is next because they're paying them too much money. And the other thing is, look at this. You see this thing right here? If this was made in North America, it'd cost you $11,000 based on salaries. I did the math, by the way, today. Yeah. $11,000. Hey, that's our show. Samsung. I know, I know. <laughs> Samsung S23 Ultra. Okay, yeah. that costs you eleven grand. But because they're paying somebody five dollars a day with suicide nets outside of their oh, windows in, in horrible conditions, that's the only reason why we can afford this. Well, so if you don't think that that's going to happen to the gaming industry, you got another thing coming. Okay, I agree. I agree with what Mag says. This is this is the trajectory moving forward. I have to highlight that what we're going to see over the next few years is AI taking over mundane tasks, programming, uh, like you said, bug fixing, play testing. And Matt Booty's already talked about that. And that There's will help. nefarious in that. Yeah, well, there will be nefar nefarious stuff coming. Yes, probably. Um, I think, by and large, most of the creative things that we love that game developers create, that magic that we play in games will be done with real humans and real human-led teams. But there's going to be a big chunk of the workforce because... What we don't realize is we, th we think of video game development as, as a passion and an art form. And right now, all the big companies look at it, King, like it is a cash cow ready to be milked. And if they can get out more games for less money, they're going to figure out how to do it. And in the end, we've seen this year, I didn't even want to get into this thing. So I'll just cut it <laughs> off at that and we can, we can move on past that. What we're seeing is a big spike from COVID where they hired all these people because gaming is booming and now they need to that pair back it. because the return on investment has been a little bit thinner than they expected. And uh, it's, it's gone across almost every industry. I'm going to address think, one person. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. King. Yeah. No, I just, I think that whole thing I was, and what I was explaining to people, the government gave out a boatload of money when COVID happened, a boatload of money to big business. They gave out a boatload. So what you do with that? Well, what you have to do is you have to hire. So you're hiring a ton of people, right? Because you got to get pro productivity up and you're working remotely. So this is a whole new venture that you're doing and you're building infrastructure and stuff like this. The government allowed big tech to stay in business. Now, a lot of these big tech, the first people to pay everything back was automotive. They paid everything back automotive, right? Now, the next ones was to pay everything back was big tech, Microsoft, Apple, all this other stuff, right? They paid everything back. Now, everything starts to settle. Now, you start to see who you need, who you don't need. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. when the advent of, see, AI happened during the COVID. AI was monitoring how many people were sitting at the computers actually working. When you thought that, that that camera was on, you didn't understand exactly what was going on. And it was a number-based system for you. So anytime you thought you were getting over, you really wasn't getting over. And then what they did was have an evaluation system. And that evaluation system allowed you to see if you were going to be fired, right? You didn't know what was going on, but it was happening. And all this was done impersonally. So the AI 
goes through uh, the statistics, the analytics, and everything, and it deemed that you weren't a good worker and you're gone. AI has been implemented inside big tech for a long time. And shout out to Satya with OpenAI. What they were working was on general AI. That is a no-no. That is not supposed to be done. That is absolutely is that, is that the bad. one the AI that Mass Effect warned warned of? <laughs> yeah, uh, every single sci-fi movie on the planet yeah, uh, yeah. in history has warned us of exactly this. Don't and what did what did Lawrence? Yeah, what did Lawrence Fishburne say? Gave we marveled at ourselves at the birth of AI. So uh, and so he said, 99. and that and that was. The, and that was the beginning of all of it. By the way, I want to address one person, LS in the chat. He said, are you advocating shit wages? No, I'm not. I'm telling you from their perspective what they see, the number crunchers, the, the, the bean counters, those guys. They're looking at it saying, why am I paying 500 people when I could pay 100 and then yeah. the computer? The wages are good. It's just how many people I, they want to pay. There you go. And now you're seeing you're seeing the cuts all happening now. This is where it's going to start. And then they're going to start outsourcing AI projects from these smaller studios. And they're going to say, listen, we're not going to use AI for everything, but we're going to use AI for what would have been 10 other people that we could have paid for. Like, let's say somebody splinters off from this layoff situation at Microsoft. They splinter off and form a studio. Yeah. Okay. They can't afford 100 people at that studio, but they can afford 50. So you know what they do? They'll hire 50 and then the other 50 people the, the more redundant tasks the more like labor intensive tasks they'll give that they'll outsource that to ai and that could actually be microsoft themselves will yeah. do that work because they've invested so has google so has amazon so has facebook or meta uh, they've all invested in ai and you could now start outsourcing your products and your and your uh, your needs to ai and that's what they're going to do instead of hiring more people so they can have smaller groups. And it's going to happen with the bigger studios. Look what's happening with Embracer. Look what's happening to yep. Riot. Look what's happening Well, what just happened to Microsoft. Uh, Bungie, uh, Sony's going to be the same thing. I don't know. I can't speak on Nintendo. We just, but I, I just, you know, this we, is what's going to happen. We just lost Project Odyssey, a, a four-player survival <laughs> exploration type game from Blizzard. Today we just found out we lost the next Deus Ex game and Elias Terfexis, Ter 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 I think that's how you say his name. He's so awesome. He He's the yeah. voice of Adam Jensen. He said, if they were further along, I probably would have heard. So they canned this thing fairly early. And it sucks as fans to see all these games that we want to play get canceled. But I got to like shoehorn this in while we still have King here. I'm just going to, I'm just going to break the seal and I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to say Suicide Squad. I played the alpha. I don't see hardly anything redeeming about it. And I know that people like Destin Gary have said, oh, the story's really awesome. The story cutscenes may be great, but when you get into the game, I, I find no joy. And this is coming from a guy that loved Crackdown 3 and really liked Gotham Knights. I did not like at all my time with Suicide Squad, and it's been nothing but a mess. King, did you follow any of the news today and yesterday about codes? And review codes yesterday on Suicide Squad. I just put a video up about this. <laughs> okay. I had I was under NDA with the game when it came out. I loved the game, right? Okay, so I'm in the uh, a very small minority. Yeah, in loving the game. I love like you've got some pushback on game. saying you like it. Oh, everybody hate me. Um, <laughs> I feel like Chris. That, everybody hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but um. 
I love the traversal. I love being the boomer, uh, Captain Boomerang. I mean, I love, I love the game. I love the thought process in the game. It was so funny. It was so wacky. It's so Suicide Squad. But again, you're talking to a comic book nerd, right? So again, I'm reading my comic books, wishing for them to be real in some form. I'll control them. Oh my God, I went crazy anytime I got a chance to get a superhero game. So I know where we came from to where we are. So the fact that I have four different playable characters with four different traversal systems with enemies all over the place and I have an open world to go have fun doing this stuff, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just a different dude. I just happen to like it. I can take Harley Quinn and beat people up and shoot people and do stuff like that. Yes, please. Sign me up for two. And then the graphics is insane. So... I know yeah, people wanted a, yeah, but people wanted an Arkham Knight game. People wanted a traditional rock steady, let's get them, beat them up, let's get them in the dark, let's do what we got to do. That's why you like uh, Gotham Knights. I like Gotham Knights too. But I also know different fish do different different things, and this is a different fish, and not everybody's going to like it. Yeah. But again, I saw people uh, begging for codes. They're upset that they didn't get a code. Um, you entitled dudes, and and, and I'm and I'm saying it to girls and guys. I use dudes for everybody. As a well, can I term. can it's I just, can I hang you out in the breeze and and ask yeah. you what you think about IGN's uh, lead saying we didn't get a code, we're not getting a code. Like, mm. do good, you have an opinion good. on? Did you talk about that in your video? Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I talked about it in my video. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. You're not as tall. It's not as bad as you thought you was, right? Yeah. And you're not the end all be all. You, you don't you don't deserve to get everything off the backs of all the hard work of everybody else in the industry. And you're the first person that they look at at, 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 at Metacritic. I, I don't I, I really don't like the hypocrisy over there. So I do have a problem. And full disclosure, we have our own website called LordsOfGaming.net. Mm -hmm. um, that I find uh, ultimately better, and I would steer you there. Ooh. But the problem is this. When you feel entitled, and you put out uh, hit pieces talking about, in the title, that you didn't like the game, and here's why. What? So what? Auto automatically they said that the game is whack. What if you that wasn't that? What if that wasn't why they got denied the code? I don't care. I don't care why. <laughs> I, I just... I just happened to love the fact that they didn't get the code. I don't care why they didn't get the code. I don't care if it rained specifically on their building, and that's why they couldn't get in to give them the code. I don't care. I just, I'm just happy that they didn't get the code for giving Call of Duty a four. So you reap what you sow. They're at the door, and you're not getting your code. Goodbye. Uh. <laughs> I think that WB just doesn't love what they did with Hogwarts Legacy, Mag. How they just... <laughs> Sorry, say that again? Say that one more time? <laughs> I, I, I think that WB doesn't like what IGN, they're posturing with where they just cowered down about the uh, Hogwarts Legacy controversy. That's my... Uh, bingo! I wish we had a bingo sound. Hold, we hold had on. A bingo sound, but, There's uh, a lot of yeah. people, way more people than people than I than people would think that I really like at IGN. There's a lot of personalities and content creators and people there that I think are fantastic. Some of my favorites are Luke Riley, Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Legary, I Damien Hatfield. I've liked for a long time. Like I, I like some a lot of people at IGN, but this 
And I don't, and I also don't think that IGN was whining about, oh, we didn't get a code. It was just somebody making a statement. We didn't get a code, and I don't think we're getting the code was basically their statement. And everyone's like, oh, you're whining and you're entitled. <laughs> That's kind of how I saw it. But, <laughs> yeah. I have an agenda, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's kind of a mess with Suicide Squad, and I will happily um, be turned around and end up liking this, I hope. I don't know if I'm going to buy it at the $70. And Randall Thor called me. He's like, hey, Cole, are we going to buy the $100 early edition? And I go, no, unless you're buying it what? for me because yeah, so you didn't spend Rand that money on a it. camera. Yeah, Did exactly. you see what happened? What, early access? Did you see what happened? You didn't <laughs> see what happened. What? Okay. All right, so the video I did today talks about how there's a bug. Oh and yeah! You turn the game on, and it said you ended it. <laughs> yeah, you. Thank you for playing the game. Here's the credits. Uh, well, yeah, was somebody was like, "What if?" What some guy goes, uh, "What if I start le- giving out some leaks for Suicide Squad?" I'm like, "Didn't people already beat the game just by loading it up?" Yeah. Oh, that's the fastest completion ever. Oh, Maxi, yeah. come on. He says, "I'm going to unsubscribe for you." IGN is the enemy, man. I mean. <laughs> I'll never get 15,000 subscribers. They're not my enemy. Um, I try to I try to make really great content. Hey, if you load up a Colt Eastwood video where I review something or I talk about something, you'll get a 4K60 video. If you load up something on IGN, most likely it's 1080p30 at a low bit rate. So, yep. hey, oh, I'll just yeah. try, I just try to provide some good quality content. And, and I like the people at, uh, I like some of those people at IGN a lot. So, I whatever. Do yeah. I do too. I do, yeah. Uh, King, how long do you want to stick around? I know you go to bed early so you can get your beauty sleep and get all He's handsome lying. for the next I day. I get up and go to work at 3 o'clock in the morning. Let, let him go to bed. <laughs> no, but hours cold. Let's get one more topic in. in, in you know, okay. Why can't you just take the compliment? Out. I just tried I to say you're handsome. Because oh, you're going to have people thinking, oh, Dave is cutting out because he wants to sleep. <laughs> 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 Bro, it's okay. That's what I next, do every week. I'm next like, time you're on the show, man, I gotta go to bed. Enough next time, that. next time you're on the show, get one of those sleep hats, and when we get like ten minutes before the top of the hour, just go. Yeah, right. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put my Valari pillow on. And just Bro, do you see the guy who said that I tried to push you off my show because it'd been an hour? He's like, what kind of disrespect is that? Oh my um, god. <laughs> Let's people talk are, real quick. People are uh, wild in the chat. Yeah, th- this will be our our last topic with you, King. Right, and so. you you brought up the state of play for PlayStation on thirty first Wednesday. Yeah. They're going to show some games, but let's talk mostly about well, <laughs> let's talk mostly about what Xbox fans have to look forward to since PlayStation likes to talk about our games as well. Uh, but first of all, I did not realize that Concord is a first person PvP. Day on PC games as a service title because I never even read into it. Do you guys have an opinion yeah. on Concord Space Hamburger? Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, listen, I, I already knew that it was going to start going day and day on PC. You know that stuff was going to happen um, because it's necessary. You know, it's just it makes good business sense. So I, I'm I'm waiting for their first single player story driven narrative game that launches day and day on PC, and and I predict that's Wolverine. I think Wolverine launches on both, you know, wow. uh, day and day because the deficiencies of Spider Man, 
leads us to believe so. Spider-Man will be coming out in March. I, f- I think their next fiscal period is now, so the game should is close to completion on PC. And that was because they started the process late. And I honestly believe that they, they're doing it simultaneously with Wolverine so that that game can launch and it can maximize sales. They, you cannot have that mentality of second class and and continue to operate that way. You must have a first class mentality. First class mentality when it comes to business is maximizing the margin and you must maximize the margin. You must be on every screen possible. So the CEO said they want to be on every screen possible. So this is the way that you do it. You must have yourself a mobile, a component to your game that your mobile component links it to uh, your actual main game. Your main game must be playable on the console and PC alike and whatever services that you do have. You have to maximize dollars. That margin has to show because, like uh, Mag was saying, the 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 cost is prohibitive, right? For having the staff, that stuff puts you know the board to look at you and say, okay, well, as 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 successful Spider-Man was, Insomniac has to make cuts. That's something that we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear that at all. Insomniac delivered a product. Now, I'm not saying that it was bug-free. You know, Spider-Man had a lot of bugs, and I believe there was pushed by the board to make a, make it there because they were supposed to be out in September, and they ran from Starfield. I thought they had enough time to get it together in October, but it is what it is. So now, that isn't sustainable. They had to make cuts. They have if, if Spider-Man would have launched on PC, then they, I don't think they would have made cuts. I think they would have made enough money to have everyone there. They said it was super successful, not successful enough that they have to face cuts. And that's not supposed to happen. Not in this day and age, no. Okay. Um, the games as a service thing is par- partial what they'll show at the state of play. Um, we don't know exactly what they, I was looking at their blog, but I think special Nick from Xbox era has a good idea of what'll be shown at the state of play. So, um, I guess there's a Sonic remaster, Sonic generations, uh, which is another remaster. And I think they're going to showcase the until dawn remaster. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have you been, I've been laughing about this whole, you know, 10 remaster games on PS five, this generation. Uh, it's, it, it is what it is. It is. Listen, when you, when you don't have a product, what you do is you take the old product, you remix it, remaster it, and hopefully it resonates with the fan base or galvanizes it to get to uh, newer customers. I understand where they are. They're in the space that Microsoft was in when Microsoft didn't have enough first-party studios in order to make content, and it was always buying, 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 and plugging in holes. You're doing it. You're going to have a, a state of play where the top of the order is Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin. Yes, yes. I don't believe that you're going to see first-party titles there. You might. You might what see about, one or two. Nothing big. What about the rumor, according to Nick, that Judas from Ken Levine, that the Bioshock successor or spiritual successor is supposed to be at this show. Is it PlayStation exclusive? Do you think PlayStation money had it this for a year or forever? Or are they just no. showing it because they're partnering with them for marketing? Partnering for marketing. Sony is not doesn't have money hat for forever anymore. 
that's not sustainable. The board is not looking at that. And um, come this March, uh, you will see that after that remake and and whatever, uh, what is it, uh, the 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 Final Fantasy, the next one, um, yeah. that one. When that one comes out, and I think it's like March thirty first or whatever, you're gonna see it on other consoles. You'll see something that's gonna happen that's gonna make you understand that you that. Pro, that process that they were doing before those those gatekeeping games behind that PlayStation War wall and continuing to use Square as a shield, that is over with, and that was their biggest uh, like bodyguard. It's done. They gotta come up with new stuff. They can't take The Last of Us and keep remastering it. They can't take the Nathan Drake uh, uh, and uh, Uncharted and keep remastering it. They gotta come up with new IPs. And the only way to do that is to pour into your services. They have to look at the... This is why I say there's no PlayStation 6. It's, this is the reason why. Because the mentality behind it is so flawed. But as my business mind, it drives me nuts because I catch OCD looking at you have the perfect vehicle to, to, to deliver this. And you choose not to because you want to gouge your, your fan base. But you don't have to. You can grow... A, a service that keeps the fan base in there and just keep continuing adding quality to it. But I don't think they have the manpower as Microsoft does to yeah. keep churning out good titles. They have the manpower to have one good title. They have 15 every studios. Year. Eh, right? Mm, yeah. Five years a game. Eh. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's why they're kind of spinning their wheels in the mud with these remasters, they're kind of biding time because yeah. Xbox actually, two. Uh, where is it? Oh, uh, man, I mean, hello? Uh, hello, where is it? Uh, uh, where's the games? Uh, where's the games? Uh, yeah. They've been hacked. They've been hacked like five times. Uh, we haven't heard it. Uh, where is it? Uh, see? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Um, one last thing, King. How much of this 40-minute state of play will be, hey, Xbox, you guys get to play that. How much of that 40 I, minutes is going to be multi-plat stuff? I think 80% of that stuff is on Xbox. I can't wait for Aaron Greenberg to say thank you so much for showing our games. Um, and, and listen, you guys... Don't bite the poison pill and think in Stella Blade and Rise of the Ronin is locked down just for you guys in perpetuity. Well, Rise of the Ronin is being published by PlayStation, so it's different from Wolong. Wolong was not uh, published by Xbox at all. They just kind of gave him the, the Game Pass bag. But it says here, 40 minutes long. Will extended looks of Stellar Blade, which will probably be 8 to 10 minutes. Rise of the Ronin, 8 to 10 minutes. Uh, two great games coming to PS5 this year. They should have said two, two of our only games. I'm just kidding. We'll have a new look at other PSVR 2 in 2024 and beyond. And I know when VR 2 is shown, people kind of go, huh? But the leaks that a Metro game is coming to VR would be pretty cool. But VR is just like floundering right now on PlayStation. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. For all the, all the people that's out there in the world. The Microsoft console is not the only way to digest Microsoft games. Okay. So, Love it. When, when I tell you that a PlayStation game is coming to Xbox, we already got God of War. And you're trying to say, no, you don't. When you, play games, when you play games on your PC, 
most PCs has a Microsoft uh, Windows installed. Okay, let's let's get to it. You have your controller. Everybody has a powerful PC. That's part and parcel to how Microsoft delivers. Now, PC, Microsoft. Xbox, Microsoft. Your tablet that you play on, your ROG that you play on, hello, Microsoft. They're all over on all these screens. I don't care how you piece it off. I don't care how you cope with it. I don't care what you say to yourself to get this over to yourself. But understand this. When you think about the PC, you think about Microsoft. You don't look at your PC and say Sony. That is not the thing. Sony get doesn't even have a store on PC. Remember, they stopped that. They stopped that. They have to get it together. All right? I'm advocating for you guys. But to become an app because I want y'all in our store. But right. again, I know that game is going to come over to the PC at some point in time. And that's when I tell you it comes over to Microsoft. Jeez. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, you heard it first. You heard it here that if you play on PC or you play on the Xbox, you get it best. You get it first and you get it the best way. I mean, I've been telling people that and Meg and I'll get into that later when you head out about how you get more options if you're over here in this ecosystem on the Xbox over here on team green King. It's been really great having you here. Mag and I are going to finish out the rest of the topics while you uh, get super handsome uh, on your pillow. We appreciate you Thank being you. here. Hey, can oh, you, man. can you do me a favor and really shop out your channel? Tell everybody how many subscribers you have, how your subscriber go through is what your pin number is and, and stuff like that. I want to hear all about it. You can follow me on Xbox Frontline News if you want to see more of me. If you want to see more of the team, that's X, uh, that's um, Iron Lords Podcast uh, with me, Lord Cognito, Lord Attic, and Lord Sovereign. Uh, that's where we form the Fantastic Four. We act up on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My videos come out from Xbox uh, uh, Frontline News daily. Uh, and if you're a member... All these wonderful statues, I go in and nauseam. If you see the Thing statue that's spinning right back there, that XM Studios uh, thing, I'm a huge uh, Incredible Hulk fan. So if he has a villain or he has a nemesis, which is the Thing, I'm definitely going to have him. I'm going to be talking about it. I also have comic book corners, and I also have Combat Talk with the King, where I talk about fights and comic books. I'm going to be... Reading you the latest and greatest comic books with my lovely voice and showing you <laughs> the stuff that uh that interests me. Um, but I love coming out and hanging out with you guys and Colt. Like I said, if I definitely gonna be there, I will definitely be there. I will not tell you no. You know, I tell you you're like a brother to me. Uh, Mag, I love everything that you do. That pony Thanks, stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I share it out every time I get it. And I think the compliment between you two is fantastic. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I told you I watch you guys all the time. So, Yeah, Thanks, thank brother. you. Appreciate it. Uh, I just got to say that King's been doing this for about five months on YouTube, and he's already at almost 7,000 subscribers. Uh, that is Actually, huge growth. No. I've been doing it two months. Oh, it's oh yeah, that's right. You had your so you've been doing this daily thing for two months, two months. and you're already at almost. What are you at? Hold on, I got it right here. Jeez, at sixty five hundred subscribers. You know how long it took me to get that? Dang it, King! Why are you so popular? You helped me. 
Like, like you, you help me when you when you retweet and you share it out. I just listen. I am so grateful for everyone in the community that helped me. That's why I I go and I reach back to to like the Black Viking and I share out his stuff. Good this dude. is the reason why you know and, and and he's gonna be media. I told him he's gonna be media. Don't you worry about it. That stuff is gonna happen because I'm there to 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 push for you. Everybody needs a leg up, and you help me. You jumped, you you came, and you're in my chat. You share it out, so I'm like, wow, that that means so much to me. You really have no idea, and and it's just the community itself. I'm so humbled by everything. I, I don't take anything for granted, and I appreciate yeah, each and every last one of you guys. So, yeah, I mean, right? when you're growing, it, it gives an opportunity for somebody to actually watch one of my videos, and vice versa. And so right now, a lot of my friends aren't making videos. I've got Fonz, Gaz, Rand dealer who's uh you know taking a little sabbatical he'll be back i know a lot of people ask in the chat he he messaged us and said hey i'm touching grass i'm taking a break i'm gonna come back after a refresh so he's doing good but you know a lot of those people aren't making videos and it's good to see you out there on the daily uh with the mustard heart i got got no choice because attic pushes me you know um attic is an absolute beast Yep. You know, and he, he and he helps out so much. So, you know, Attic pushes me. Like as as a team, we all push each other, you know, Cog and Sob, they all push. But um it's just having that support system allows me to 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 try to be as great as I could possibly be. So that that's all I try to do. I just try to be better every day and I just try to give my unique flavor to it. So some people don't like me holding a mic, some people do like me holding a mic. So I'm gonna hold the that's mic. That's impossible. Pull. That's impossible. <laughs> bro, we appreciate you really uh, so much. You, you have a good night, Thanks. and you, right, you come back on here in a little while and hang right, out with Meg and I and embarrass us because we need it, right? I'll cut it out. <laughs> have you, a good bro. one, brother. Have a good night. All right. See ya. All right. Let me switch this thing to the boom. There we go. Uh, to the boom. Going to bring the boom. Yeah. Um, Meg, crazy. Yeah. So is there anything about State of Play you're looking forward to uh, from PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, I did hear something that actually it's funny. I saw the lists. Um, the special Nick uh, was talking about it. Some other people talk about it. Ironically, I saw the list before any of them, but I don't talk about the stuff anymore because I don't want to be, you know, who's a liar. He's a him and him. So I didn't bother saying anything. He's However, a what? There's something, I don't know. Just whatever. The, whatever. He's a mean him, him. Yeah. Him and him. him. Um, but. I did hear one thing that actually nobody had on their list. So I'm wondering if my Intel was better than theirs or their Intel is better what than is mine. It? So I heard that there's going to be a free um, demo of uh, a Silent Hill. So it says Silent huh. Hill remake will be shown there. However, the list that I got was almost identical to all the lists that everybody else got, <laughs> except the one glaring difference was that there's going to be a free Silent Hill experience. Okay, so, another PT, PT Part 2 or something possi- like that. Possibly, possibly, hmm. but let's find out <laughs> when they do it because I can't say that that's for sure. I'm just telling you what it says on my list. Okay, so, okay. That's the only glaring difference that I noticed between because I saw everybody when when Special Nick and the rest of them posted, and I'm like, boy, that list looks awfully familiar. It's almost like word for word what I had received, and um, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But I didn't speak on it. However, like I said, the only thing that was different that on mine it said a free. Silent Hill experience. Hmm. So let's see what happens there. Let's see. So we will reconvene next Monday, of course, everyone, and we'll find out if uh, if if that in fact happened. So yeah. if it does, I'll be I'd be very happy because I'd be I'd be uh, thrilled to give you're, it a you're shot. A big fan. 
Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Silent Hill. Uh, now, the only thing is, I'm not a huge fan of Bloober. Um, first of all, your Same. name is stupid. Your it's name is say. stupid. Your name's hard right. to say. All it's right. like, it's, it yeah, I like didn't Bloober. like the medium. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I'm like not. the medium. Yeah. I, I trudged through that game like it was like like a, like it was a chore. And when I rolled credits on it, which I did, I mean, at least I wasn't fraudulent about it. I rolled credits on it. But holy crap, when I rolled credits, I couldn't delete that game faster off of my hard drive. I was like, get out of here. I don't want I didn't I didn't finish it. to get through it. Oh, I it was a slog. Dude, it was a slog, man. And uh, anyways, I... I'm a little concerned about that because Bluebird's not really my favorite, um, sure. you know, development team. And uh, but hey, let's see what happens. And if the, if there is in fact a free Silent Hill experience, then that would be really great for you know for anybody who's on the fence. Like if I don't want to spend sure. seventy bucks on a game, I don't want to spend seventy bucks on a game that might not be good because Bluebird's kind of mid. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, they have they have talent, but I mean. Eh. They got to get that gameplay right, and and I got to tell you, you know, um, the medium looked great, but it didn't play great. It played sluggish. It played like slow. It was awful. It was the weird to play it at not, thirty in twenty twenty. Yeah, it was like God, kind of a garbage. So yeah, mm. so I just want to make sure. Like I'm I would like to back. see, you know. But <laughs> here's the other thing. The other thing is, if in fact. If in fact this free Silent Hill experience is true, and this rumor and this that this actually happens, maybe they have a lot of a lot of confidence in the product, and because they're trying to, let's face it, there hasn't been a Silent Hill game in who knows how long, right? So they're not really catering to our generation. They're trying to you know open up this game to a whole new generation, introduce a whole new one, so maybe they could start the series over again, right? So they could yeah. actually get you know a whole new generation of of uh, of young gamers onto this. You know, onto this series, very much like what Resident Evil did with the remakes, right? Sure. They did the remakes, and then they introduced it to a whole new group of people—not the OGs like us who played them originally on the PS1 and PS2, and then the original Xbox and GameCube and whatever else. Yeah, you know, th this was all remade as a love letter, yes, obviously to us, but it was also, let's face it, they were trying to expose it to a new generation. And that being the case, uh, they, they succeeded. So that obviously Silent Hill wants to do the same. And uh, if there is, in fact, a demo, then maybe they have some serious confidence in the game. That is saying, yeah, you know what, and, the game's hot. And I'm thinking if there is a Silent Hill demo, people need to pay attention when you speak up and say, hey, uh, we might see something like this. I got a couple super chats that are backed up and thank you guys for those sure, of you who sure. are, who are being patient with me reading super chats today as I allowed King to, to have his time here for the one hour he was able to be here and for Mag and I to finally like, uh, start talking about the other topics as well. We got Jax A2 who's talking about last of us says, I still hated they killed off Joe, Joel in last of us too. I, I really hated that scene a lot, even though I knew it was coming. Uh, Jax82, thank you for the uh, $5 super chat as well. Says, they, I also hate they turned Ellie into a killer. She took out everybody, and the pregnant lady was way too much. I hated that scene as well. It was just too, she was a cold blooded, blind revenge, mm -hmm. just blind revenge nonstop. And I, I suppose you I would. Did. Have I disagree. A justification for it. I mean, go ahead. I, no, I, I disagree entirely. Actually, I find that she was actually traumatized by the fact that she was pushing herself way too far, and they needed Joel's death to 
bring her to a different level of 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 aggressiveness that would that would you know drive all sense out of her but the thing is her okay. humanity remained her humanity remained when she sat down and sang the aha song you know take on me with the guitar in the uh, well in humanity the, the remained at the end when she spared oh, Abby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. yeah so you know no, i was gonna say but like there's all these things but no sorry there's people that like haven't like uh, there was something what are you waiting for the game's four years old no i'm just i know Whatever but the thing is, um, she rem she kept she still had glimpses of humanity, and that scene that you're talking about specifically, when she did that, she started hyperventilating and realized what the hell did I just do? And it's because her her rage was so blinding that she didn't realize she was losing her humanity. So it was an internal struggle of her with this path of revenge and hatred, but at the same time she was also hating what she was becoming. And so the part of her was fighting against herself. So it was a war within her. And that was the point of the story. And that's why so many people didn't get it because they just didn't understand it. And so uh, I don't know. You know. I mean, I think people I, I, got I just, it. I, I don't. I really don't. I actually think people are pretty uh, not not everybody. I'm not speaking no, about everybody. Notwithstanding the Last of Us 2 stuff, Mag, like I typically avoid movies that are in that same realm or that same tone. Like because I just don't oh, like that, that feeling. Shit. I, I I'm it. completely repelled by it. Biff Rinaldi with a 10, 10 uh, month suit. Uh, I can't even think. <laughs> and I, I like that we can disagree and that you're not going to choke hold me next, uh, next week. I love oh. that. <laughs> uh, Biff you got to watch the terrifier too. You want to get to watch the terrifier too. You, you are. Gotta, no, I will not. A good wholesome, good uh, wholesome family movie. <laughs> with the Xbox achievement pop. There was a, Shoot, I don't remember the name of the movie. There's a movie where someone house sits, this this couple house sits, and they get stalked by people wearing like the porcelain masks and just the yeah, feelings yeah, yeah, yeah. I had. Like, and it's kind of a slasher movie. Just the feelings I have the just strangers. make me not happy. Biff Rinaldi with the 10 month channel chat says, I haven't played anything besides Power World since I first tried it. It's so good. Um, yeah. Yes, it's really good. I've got um, like 20 some hours into it. I'm playing exclusively really? with, yeah. Playing exclusively with my son, and we're building the world and capturing everything. We're working together. We have I have my base up on the hill. He's just down the hill, like a one parachute away, and we just work together and and gather stuff. It's been a really cool experience. I'm also playing Shrouded on PC. It's only on Steam right now. It's coming to Xbox, PlayStation later. But it's just it's like Dark Souls with Ark Survival and. The Dark Souls, you're going to die in one hit or two hits, and then you got to go grab your stuff really sucks for me. Not my bag, but I do enjoy the game. Uh, right. Br Brerius, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. So happy to see King here. Miss you on, miss you on Sunday because his internet is out. Wish, I wish I'd read that while he was here. Highlander001 gifted five channel memberships hey. today. Thank you so, so much. He says... I worked for Microsoft. I got laid off and a year of pay and they covered my medical for a year. I was there for three years. It sucks. Look at iRobot. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I hope you're working now. I'm sure Highlander's made it since then, but he's been a, a good supporter of the show. Boner jams with the $10 super jet Sunday, 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 boner jams. That name is great. Boner oh, wow. <laughs> I picture boner jams on the side of one of those monster trucks. Like, that mag drives. Driving the boner jams. <laughs> he says, Go to hell, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Just rolls coal on her. <laughs> boner jams <laughs> says, At Colt yeah, 45, would you handsome sob you or SOB? Mag, what's good, you rap scallion? 
King David, who he missed this one. The OG of the TurboGrafx-16. Love the show, boys. Hope everything has great week, smooches. Check out their show on Wednesday nights. They do Under the Bus. They talk guitars. They talk music. They talk awesome. uh, the music industry. Gold Shield, thank you for the two. Don't Blizzard have the worst wages in the industry? I don't know. Mag, do you know anything about that? I don't know their, I don't know their salary specifically at Blizzard, no. Uh, what I had researched earlier, which I, we were talking about at the beginning of the show, was just a general... I, I looked up general wages, and it was like, a, and it was an average salaries for uh, okay. lower, mid, and upper tier of uh, video game industry, uh, video game industry developers. Okay, and I think that's a pretty good way to like bring up the conversation the way you did, like saying these are general wages. I don't yes. know uh, who was that. Sorry, a gold chill shell. I don't know if that's a if there's a problem at Blizzard with wages. I I would have no idea, but they. <laughs> Mikey Barr is gone. Like he left Xbox to go to Blizzard. Blizzard brought him back with the acquisition and now he's gone. And I would venture and Meg, Meg and I've kind of talked about this. Like, what do you think's going on behind the scenes? Uh, we kind of, mm-hmm. we're thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Hey, yes, car- the bagels on. are for employees only, Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, what else happened? <laughs> I mean, say whatever you want, Meg. I, I'm just saying we've. I'm not I've saying been, anything. I've had him. I've I've had him. I've had Mikey Barra. I was on RDX podcast when I was part of that panel, and Mikey Barra was on the show once. He was really cool. He was great. Yes, I, and I, I met I remember, him in person. He's I like remember. my age, but he's like super yeah. rich compared to me. So like sixty, what sixty two, sixty three? Dig it, Meg. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. But yeah, apparently it's just better if he just goes and travels the world, which is a weird thing to say, which kind of a, let's pretend I know nothing. And if you say, sorry about all the layoffs, I'm going to go travel the world while you guys get it ironed out. Kind of seems like, uh, I don't know, like, a take that. I don't know. I don't, we won't say anything. I'm sure, I'm sure his severance, I'm sure, I'm sure his severance was massive and everything was fine. And he's, and he, he could literally not work another day in his life and his kids probably won't have to either. So it's all good. I'm sure he's all going to be fine. Well, sorry, excuse me. It's all good for him. So yeah, so he's, he'll be just fine. And then, you know what? He'll get to get bored after a couple of years, like, uh, like Blazinski did. And then he's going to start getting ants in his pants. Then he's going to start to create a new studio called Not Blizzard. And then, and then he's going to like launch. <laughs> he's he's going to start gonna a, launch- new, a new studio called Yellow Snow Cones. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> Yellow Snow Cones, uh, Not Blizzard uh, um, Inc. Uh, and then he's going to like start making like games again and whatever. And just uh, hey, you know, like look at the look at what the guys did from uh, the Call of Duty devs that ended up making Respawn. You know what I mean? And then they ended up doing their thing. And of course, Respawn was of course a direct stab at ABK, right? So yep. you know, hence the name or whatever else. And they look at them. Look at that. They they became a monster studio after that too. And they started off relatively small. You know. So, anyways, whatever. Sorry. Carry yeah. On. No. No. It's fine. It's uh. It's all part of the conversation. They. They. I'm looking for. They. They brought on Joanna Ferris as the. Fairies, I think it's pronounced. Joanna Ferries is the new Blizzard president uh, who's taken over, and she is on social media. If you want to check her out, and she's going to be the new president from now on. She said currently on heavy rotation is Diablo Four, Call of Duty, Baldur's Gate Three, and uh, Life Yoga Life and Games Life. Yeah, so hopefully 
things go really well with her at the helm, but uh, I don't know. I have I have my indifferences about the blizzard that was, and I'm excited about the blizzard that will be. Um, let's talk about the blizzard that will be uh, really quick here. Um, Mag, what do you think they're planning on doing? Because they canceled the Project Odyssey game, but they say they have a couple other things that are at least two things that are in the works. Um, are they going to bring back some franchises? Or are we going to have well, to kind of wait for that to go to in the good zone? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, and the reason why I'm going to say it's going to be a while, because they did say that the games were barely in early development, if I if I recall correctly, the yeah. um, the, uh, the actual report. Uh and let's let's not let's not mince words here. Microsoft's version of barely in, in early development means, oh my God, this could not even be, this might not even be next gen. It might be the gen after. Uh, hopefully, God willing, they actually start moving a little quicker on some of these titles uh, because you know waiting five, six, seven years for a game that like it, it's just not going to cut the cadence of what of what their vision is. I, I understand that there's 26 studios and everything else, but they are going to need to make some major moves. Uh, beyond ac- the acquisition of like ABK and Bethesda, and I don't mean more acquisitions. I mean third-party deals and things like that to give these teams time. Because when I read that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess we're not getting a Blizzard game before 2029. Like, typically, like, you don't. I mean, typically, I know. What is the what is the cadence of the modern Blizzard? Where 2016 they put out Overwatch, and then I don't know if you'd count Overwatch two. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, I think, was just before like, Overwatch or after. Yeah, and um, how long was that? Like five years? But six kind of holy jeez. Yeah, they kind of killed that off, so they waited six years and brought out Diablo 4. Wow. And you and I have talked about this on the show, where the cadence of Blizzard games are going to be a long way from uh, yes. something new. And yeah. Well, I mean, based on the popularity of Diablo 4, I can see them sort of fast-tracking a Diablo 5. Uh you know, by, by by not having such a gap between Diablo 3 and Diablo 4 and Diablo 2 and 3. I mean, those are monster gaps. I mean, that's borderline like Rockstar level gaps in between. You know what I mean? Like between like GTA 5 and GTA 6 is like 10 years, right? Or actually by the time it comes out, it'll be 12 years. You'll wait and you'll is, like it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But I mean, 12 years is getting a little silly. Consider, you know, but anyways, that's, that's Rockstar. But... Yeah, it's sort of in the same vein, right? So, like, if you see that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this could be a long ways off. So, it might not be till the tail end of the next generation, um, which is insane to me. And, you know, that's insane. So, I actually took, believe it or not, I've taken Blizzard completely off my radar. Because I'm just like, listen, man, you guys are so far away. What the hell is the point of even looking at you right now? Like, just go do your thing. Wake me up when you're ready. And, like, (laughs) there's, there's... there's so many other things to like play, you know what I mean? Like from everybody, not just from well, Microsoft, I, from like Sony and Nintendo. There's all kinds of stuff out there, so we got lots of things to deal with. I don't you think know? you and I were on pins and needles waiting for the next Blizzard release. No, like, not really. Like not some other might be, and I, and I understand that that's okay. That I may not. I enjoyed Overwatch for a few weeks, right? But right. for the most part, I don't really. I never played WoW. I, I see it, and I'm like, I don't think I would ever play it. I don't like RTS games, so StarCraft fans are are big, and they're well-deserved. But I can't sit here and tell you that I'm super excited about a StarCraft reemergence or World of Warcraft modern coming forward. Or I, I am excited for them to take the classic World of Warcraft and make a console version like we've talked about. Throw that on there. I'll be so happy for everyone else. I won't play it, but that's the thing about you and I as as 
content creators or podcasters. Like it's not about us. It's about talking to all of you about the game. I'm looking at the replay. Why in the heck did I do this? <laughs> Cause the you show's know, like so far behind on my screen. It looked like I was yeah, doing I something like this and I don't even know what it was. Um, it's funny. I see the same thing and I'm like, why it distracts when, when me? Turn, yeah. It's like, when did I turn my camera off? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that was like five minutes ago. Um, yeah. YouTube does this thing where you have to hit refresh sometimes to get it back to live. But, um, yeah, it looked like I was trying to pull like a huge whale out of the water with a small fishing line, but, uh, <laughs> um, and that's what, the, yeah. Hey, that's the beauty of being on camera for podcasts. Let's take a moment here, Meg, and let's call out Xbox two and for breaking their promise where Xbox do what? Yeah. Remember those guys? They're a flash in the pan. That's that 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 podcast just started a few weeks ago. It'll be gone by Valentine's Day. Don't even worry about them. It's just going to be XNC forever. That's all there's going to be to it. And then when we get to the Keeleys and they have podcast of the year, it's literally going to be just one one category. And the nominees are the XNC podcast. And the and the winner is and the winner is and the winner is just just the one. By the way, uh, and the winner is the Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's yeah, what will Ed happen. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Um, <laughs> he goes, well, I don't even have a podcast. Yeah, well, we don't know who those X and C guys are. Yeah, um, just go well, sing a song and shut up. Uh, um, it, it, so here's the thing. Um, I'm looking at the Blizzard um, uh, poll you put up in the chat, mm-hmm. and it's almost 50-50. Yeah, sure. Are you a yeah. big Blizzard fan? Yes and no. So I said big on purpose. It's, it's lukewarm. Like it's pretty, they're pretty lukewarm. I think. Well, I think it's not. The it's lukewarm. In, it's lukewarm in this group right here. This in circle, this group right? right here. I think yeah. that this group sure. of people are our, our, our chat, the people listening to the show, whatever else. I think the majority of those people. I'm not saying everybody, obviously, but I would say like the majority of the people I think are Activision fans. I think they're more interested in what Activision's got to offer than Blizzard. Um, yeah. You know, um, but I'm, like I said, not saying everybody. Obviously, what's the future look like? I'm sorry. No, Finish no, that's sentence. it. I'm not, that was it. I was no, just going to say fifty percent says yes. So yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. What's it's it's fair, fairly, fairly close. You, do you guys like watching a podcast when people are on camera? I mean, it's more work, like lights and camera, and you can't go like this, you know, in the middle of the show. Um, but I, I, I think it's really enjoyable. I hope you guys like it. If we switch to just gameplay and a little icon, I feel like um, Meg and I need all the help we can get. So we got to be on camera. Let's talk about Activision because, you know, there were cuts. There's a lot of people and there weren't just redundancy, like you said. Mm. But without diving into that, because it's really been talked about a lot, we all made our stance. Is there a good future for Activision doing something different besides the status quo of another Call of Duty game and yet another Call of Duty game? Well, here's the thing. You also have box. Uh, you, they, they painted themselves in the corner, and when I mean they, I mean Microsoft. They paint themselves in the corner with a subscription service. So the problem with that, and there's, obviously there's not a problem with a subscription service. However, there is a problem with the fact that they're going to need constant content cranked out, put in, in putting into that Game Pass uh, uh, subscription service, right? So that being the case, you are going to get. The same Activision titles cranked out every single year because they have to. They have no choice because if can you imagine if you say, okay, well, you know, Call of Duty's in Game Pass now. Everyone's like, yay. And then like, but they're only gonna come once every two or three years. People freak out, right? It's like because we want to give the teams other things to work on. Not gonna work. And it's not gonna happen. First of all, Call of Duty's a cash cow. 
Okay. Regardless oh, yeah. of what people think of its quality, this and that, whatever. I'm loving the hell out of it. Like right now I'm playing Modern Warfare 2, 3, and Vanguard uh, because I got them all for cheap. And so now I'm like, I'm going in there and I'm just like, I'm just neck deep in Call of Duty right now. And it's a very addictive gameplay loop. My God. Like you forget, you forget when you like put Call of Duty down for like six, seven months, eight months, whatever, you pick it up again. You're like, all of a sudden you're like a zombie. You're like, Mouth open, drool coming out. I mean, we, like, we make fun uh, of it, but you also forget how fantastic awesome. it feels. It's awesome. To I love it. The gunplay and the, the reload yeah. animation, the snappiness of the auto-aim in, in the single player. Headphones. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. So That was like anyways, a transformative yeah. moment, Mag, when yeah. my buddy... Sorry. <laughs> I'll say this real quick. My buddy's like, come up. My buddy lived behind me. He's like, come up and check out... Call of Duty Black Ops 2 with my Turtle Beach headset, and I, I would never buy one. And he, he puts the, th he's like this, we're both the same age. He's like, check this out. He goes, he puts it on my head, and he goes, here, play. And I was like, you can hear the bass, and you can hear the shells, and the, you can hear the footsteps. And I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get one of these. Yeah. So it's anyway. amazing. So <laughs> that they're going to have to keep cranking out Call of Duties. They're going to have to keep cranking out. Yeah, there you go. You're going to have to keep cranking out all the other Activision games that they've been working on, whatever else. And they're going to have to bring back old IPs. They're going to have to remaster stuff. They're going to have to, you know what I mean? Uh, they're going to have to up-res, um, um, uh, raise the frame rates on old games, this and that. They're going to have to keep cranking stuff out in order to fulfill the endless buffet of Game Pass. And that is going to be an issue because when you're doing that... At the same time, you want the teams to be creative and say, okay, guys, you know, create new IPs, do this and that. But we can't have you sacrifice putting in titles continuously into Game Pass. Right? Uh, so they're like, well, what do you want from us? Like, you want one or the other? We can't do both. So I think that they're going to take a lot of the back catalog stuff and remaster, remake, whatever. Maybe not remake, but like remaster, up res, do all that kind of port, stuff. You know? Or at least, at the very least, port them. To sure, make sure they're... port them and uh, bring them up, like bring old Tony Hawk games up to 60 FPS and whatever else, and like you know, up them to 4K and blah blah blah. blah. I don't and know if they'll do a lot of that, that, Meg, but I think at the very least, they might be able to push those titles up to back and pat system, which what sure. might have previously been held behind by licensing agreements when Xbox didn't own Activision. But exactly. I, I want to so... talk about why. We are a full month into 2024. We're like three months into the into the acquisition, and there's been no uh, fruit of the labor of Activision for Xbox fans. There's, there, sure. I'm also gonna say first we'll start. We'll talk about Game Pass, like you were leading into. But I'm I'm just gonna drop this here and say I don't think Xbox is going to do a roundtable with Activision Blizzard uh, because of the layoffs and and other reasons. I think because of scrutiny with regulators, you know, Senator Warren. Uh, over here in the U.S. said that you need to keep fighting. The FTC needs to keep fighting to untangle this deal. Um, stupid. Stupid. Um, why don't we have every Call of Duty dropping on Game Pass with some sizzle trailer like we did with Bethesda? Well, they did say that it was going to take time to climatize the merger, right? So they said they were going to change because they, they're trying to bring in two different work styles, two different cultures, uh, of our work cultures, you know what I mean? Like, and so they said it was going to take some time to like basically get everything settled, climatized, lay people off. That's all part of it. You know what I mean? When they say climatized, they also meant laying people off. That's just corpo speak for, you know, for, uh, we're, we're doing this and that's exactly what yeah. they did. Uh, so, you know, don't lie to yourselves. Uh, you know, uh, it's not all for good reasons. And, uh, and, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. 
Um, But the thing is, it's just they need time to do all that. I don't think we're going to see any of that till like the summer. Uh, to be quite honest, and then there's another thing. The other thing till is the that summer till they drop on on Game Pass. I don't think so. I mean, if they did, <sighs> if they were going to do it any sooner, they would have said something by now. And they've already had their showcase. They had a developer direct of what's coming up this and year. And they said that they'll they do something. I don't remember what their statement was. I think the next Soon game show. Or, is yeah. Maybe, maybe who knows? But I, like I said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just shooting in the dark here. But the thing is, is that. The Call of Duty situation specifically is a bit of a conundrum because I understand, you know, I, I called this years ago, by the way, that they're going to create, before they even created the Call of Duty hub where they have multiple titles in there, mm-hmm. I called that years ago that they were going to basically design it like they were going to design it like Destiny 2. And they were going to have an, like an open world hub and then you're going to have the, you're going to have all the different campaigns and all the different games that you can go visit and then play multiplayer and whatever else. And they're going to keep the whole thing going. It's going to be a gigantic ecosystem just called call of duty and then you can go to all the sub you know all the sub genres and all the different games here's the problem the problem is that each game is 200 gigabytes right they need (laughs) to fix that they need to fix the you want to talk redundancies microsoft let's talk about the redundancies of a 200 gigabyte every time you download call of duty keeps re-downloading warzone and it keeps re-downloading on xbox on Xbox, asset. you can package install that on Xbox. I know, but I know. I know normally, yeah. you just hit the button and say install, like hurry up, because I know. You yeah, that's so annoying. Whatever. They need to make it a little simpler and just say, listen, you, you know, Warzone is a one-time download if you want it. Okay, don't keep like I know that they, they say you could piecemeal. You know how like you download it, go okay, choose your downloads. You could choose, uh, you could download. You know, the multiplayer, uh, you could download the campaign, you could download zombies, whatever. And then you could do it in priority or not download them at all, right? But the thing is, how messy is that going to get? You know what I mean? How messy is that going to get when you've got like 15 Call of Duty titles? And like, what are you going to have? Three terabytes just so you could put six games or, you know, 10 games on it? How stupid is that? That's what, not what if What if Xbox pushes Call of Duty to become... Uh, like the Forza Motorsport model, where it's just Call of Duty, and then you buy the thirty dollar campaign every year, right? And then like maybe simplify or every other year in a way. But people are going to want to go back and play those legacy titles. They don't want those. They don't want their title. They don't want the, a lot of people who you want to talk about game preservation. I know Phil's a big fan of game preservation. You want to talk that. You want to have the games intact the way they are, the way they were, and the way that they're going to be in the future, not butchered into like you know what i mean butchered into segments because we can't fit them all on our hard drive or it's not feasible because they're way too mm. big of a download file and that's the problem with that you know what i mean with this cuz it's packaged in with warzone and and the multiplayer modes and then zombies gets packaged in there and then the campaign yeah it's it's super bloated but I, as far right. as i and know so they mag need, they need to fix that somehow as far as I know, Meg, the majority, or if not all, Call of Duty titles over the past 12 years are all back and pat. And I'm like, you you spent $69 billion on this, and you don't have the common decency of fast-tracking a bunch of games like Spyro and, and Call of Duty and uh, some of the non-licensed games, like you can't bring Transformers in there, Spider-Man. But you don't have the... Why aren't those like fast-tracked in and just have this huge 
clump of Activision and Blizzard games in with your normal Game Pass offerings, Xbox. This is they me will. telling you what to do. I don't care if you want to have this cadence So, oh, we like to do eight games every two weeks. No, I'm sorry. You bought Activision and Blizzard. It's time for the very first week of February to say, here's 37 games because we're dumping all of the Call of Duty games plus the eight that we already had planned from other partnered studios to come to Game Pass and just start getting those games in the service because guess what? When you can play World at War or Black Ops 2 free in Game Pass, you're going to see an uptick of subscribers. For people you who will. said, you now, know, I wanted to go back and buy those. They're always like $20 a piece if you go back and buy them. And I, I really don't understand what the dragging of the feet is about getting that content to their platform. See, I see a big mess with the Call of Duty thing. And the, and the, the, the reason why I see a mess is that they're going to have to find some kind of a way to make it somewhat universal that people are actually going to be able to put most of the titles onto their hard drive or or at least, you know, like a good portion of them on the, on a hard drive or an external hard drive or something. Because, you, you know, if you want to have these ecosystems up and running, like you brought up World of War, all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, World of War, World at War, uh, multiplayer is going to have a big resurgence when it goes on game as no, it's not. No, it's not. You know why? Because they're going to say, oh, sorry, dude. I downloaded Modern Warfare 2 and 3, and that's my whole hard drive. That's 500 oh, gigs right no, there. No, I mean, you're talking about the, the, modern, the modern <clears throat> versions of Modern Warfare 2 and 3? That's, no, or the I'm back of yes, that? I mean, no, I, what I'm saying is, let's I mean, you, don't say you, have have, to, you don't have to do that. Like, if you just want to. I know, but, but it if, is people your hard drive. If, if, if people are piecemealing this one and this one, and then dude calls you up and says, bro, let's play World at War. You go, oh, crap. I can't. I have to, I have to erase one of these because I have, to I have to erase one of these and download that one in order to fit it. It happened to me a few weeks ago, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, uh, Noof Nukem, shout out to Noof, is that uh, he said, like, he say, hey, dude, you want to play Cold War on PS5 because it's free. Right, they had it for free for the for PlayStation Plus or whatever, right? I mean, I already had Cold War on Xbox, but I'm like, well, I can, no problem. I'll just download it if it's free. So I went to my PS5 and I I tried downloading it. I couldn't. You know why? Because Modern Warfare two and three were on there and Vanguard. Yeah. Hard drive go hard drive gone, and I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of playing those games. I'm not gonna erase those in order to download Cold War just to play with Noof and then have to reinstall one of those. Like, are you? Out of your effing mind? Like, how is this going to work? I I don't know. I just think the ends justify the means. I don't care what happens to somebody's SSD being filled up. I just care about having a, the option to play these old games uh, since they should be available. Sure, so, yeah, sure. I mean, of course, you can be mad about if you're going to stack yourself with three Call of Duty games, but I think the end justifies the means where if I can finally play world at war because I never played it, I think there's like two call of duty classics that I never played. And that's one of oh, them. Like, really? I would love to sit world down and war. play. Well, I heard it's amazing. I've always amazing. heard it's amazing. I don't know what a yeah. hey, chat help me out. What year did that come out? And I'll probably tell you what the heck I was busy with that fall that I absolutely skipped one of the great call of duty campaigns. World at war probably would have been. And world uh, at war multiplayer was hot, man. 2012. Or 2010, I think. That was the, that was Pacific War. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, I remember I like fantastic. Blow, yeah, blowtorching snipers in like the palm trees because they were like hiding in the trees. You just blowtorch. Oh, it was wild, man. It was a great game. Yeah, it was great, great game. Yeah. Hey, Grandpa's Barbecue Game Cat. Thank you for channel hey. member gifting one channel membership. Uh, Meg loves your name every time. It makes I him love happy. It. 
Matt McDonald Media, thank you so much for the Canadian $5 Super. He said, this is about 45 minutes ago, he said, Spider-Man 2, New Game Plus, stay to play. Sony after the show, wow, they're hyped for New Game Plus. They were. Start the remaster immediately. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> you got to wait three years to remaster a PlayStation Listen, game. Listen, man, I, I platinumed, I platinumed Spider-Man 2, and I will tell you, I'm never going to go back and play it again. I am spider man out, and I'm just like, that game, Just le- it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Bad writing, too many politics. It was just like, oh, God, enough, enough, I'm done. And if they were to announce a Spider-Man 3, I wouldn't even, like, get up out of my chair. I'd just be like, next. So, anyway, sorry. Carry on. That was <laughs> really funny. That was a really funny super <laughs> chat, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, chat, for, for, for bearing with us as we try and think about everything that, that's going on. Um, there, there, was a, there was a news break. I, I think this is fairly accurate, that Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be locked to 30 frames on the PS5 and Xbox. And Meg, I have the opportunity to play a game. If I really want to play it at 60, I'll play it on PC. And I have, but you're, you don't want to play on a PC. You don't want to be like Fonz and you don't want to be like, um, Zocker 87. who play on PC. Um, is this going to be a big deal? This is going to be a big RPG from Capcom. Are people just going to say, hey, it's okay, it's 30, even though they lamented Starfield to the ends of its entrails for being 30 FPS? Uh, are you going to play this or wait? Uh, no, I, it's been on my radar for quite a while uh, because Capcom is got to be in one of my top five developers on the planet. Um, but I got to say that I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'll wait till they have a performance mode. And I mean, what's what's the problem with having a 1440p 60 FPS down the line? They can easily do it once they figure it out. Um, I'm not. I already told you before. I wasn't kidding. I'm not buying any games until the fall, and because I'm getting through, I have a backlog of AAA bangers, not even including indie games. Um, I'm gonna get through every single one of those things, one of those games, right? Yeah. And when I get through those games, then I'll buy another game. Uh, until then, I'm not gonna buy a game till like September or October. I'm not even joking. I'm gonna play all those games. And uh, and and just enjoy. It. Hey, man, I paid money for him. I'm gonna get everything. Yeah, you out better. There. You better. And uh, hey, you never know if there's a big video game crash. At least I got a backlog of great games I can play that can carry me for a couple of years. So I'm not too worried about it. But anyway, the point is, I will wait till they patch it to do a 1440p 60 FPS. Um, the game or, looks great. Or 1080p 60. It's on the Resident Evil engine, which runs at Resident Evil 4 runs at like 1293p up to 1440p and struggles to hold 60. So, but this apparently this is a huge map. Like when you're playing Resident Evil four mag, which you've done 90 times, more linear, very linear. Yeah. More, more linear. Um, yeah. And that's a fantastic game, a fantastic build. And it plays incredibly well on both systems on the series X and the PS five. Um, but, uh, and I've played them on both, right? So I know. And then same with uh, Village, and same with uh, Resident Evil Seven. I've played them on both systems. So the thing, and they both, and they all, they all form amazing. But you're right. We're talking like Ubisoft slash Witcher style map. So it's going to be monstrous. So it's going to take some time. But you know what? I'll wait. I have no problem waiting. Like I said, I have a feeling they'll patch it down the road because Capcom is very attentive to the fan base. Very attentive, and they listen, and they're really good at what they do. Or if there's a possibility that they can make 30 work and it actually plays and moves really well, then maybe, you know, but until then, 
Starfield I'll wait till the fall and see what happens. The Starfield's a great thirty. Everybody knows it. Who played it on Xbox? Like uh, it's a forgivable thing. I just wish. I mean, they just could. It just it wasn't going to happen on these consoles. And I think it really ushers in that idea of we will see a lot more thirty FPS games. I don't know if Hellblade Two will only be twenty four FPS at a dynamic four K in the super cinematic mode. I would assume they would have a performance mode, but I think we are reaching the end of the power that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X can do. And I also will stand here and say, if it's 30 FPS, this uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, if it's 30 FPS on PS5 and Series X, I don't expect the PS5 Pro, if it exists, which I think it does, to kick that up to 60 frames. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, If... I think if PS5 Pro would run it at 60, you'll get it 60 on the standard powered console. So that's just where I think is going on. But I know the devs are probably they're they're pushing for fidelity over anything. And if the consoles can't keep up, that's where you'll say, oh, I guess Starfield wasn't the only game because there will be more. But um, yeah, Colin Prime says Starfield's great at 80 to 90 FPS on my PC. You know what, Colin? I just <laughs> I just cap mine at 60. I'm like, hold there. And give me the rest of the visuals. I don't need it going over 60 whatsoever. I just, I mean, it's not going to stay all that stable anyway. I have a 3080 in my PC. So, um, yeah, let's see. I think I got that one. Hey, that's not the right screen. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing with next gen generation coming too. Uh, we'll talk more about that in another show where next generation for Xbox is going to kick off in 2026. Not for the reason you think, because Xbox is not in the niche console war anymore. That's all over. They are allowing their players and their customers to play it best. However they want $300 series S $500 series X or the PC of your choice or all those great handhelds. You'll get it the best way and the best value. And I think that's what people don't understand. There's somebody in the chat. I won't even mention his name. Who's like Xbox lost the console where it's like, where have you been for 10 years? Like the console. Remember that, that, that pie chart I show you where that little sliver, that little 20 to 25% sliver is the switch. Who's trouncing the PlayStation. Yeah. We've got a, a good future ahead of us. I think as long as the hardware is cool, does some cool things and we have big ways to play. Uh, I think that's good. But that Matthews is like, I think you missed my last super chat. I'll take a look here. Um, he did leave one that was very political. I think, let me see here. Looking up, not seeing it. Hold on. It's right here. Uh, nope, not reading it, bro. I'm so, I don't care. Look, I'll, t- I'll tell you why Matthews. Uh, I'm a religious person. Uh, I have friends who have different religions. Mag Mag is probably a different religion than me. My good friend Gaz is a different religion than me, but you know what? Friends come first. Games come first relationships and and having a common ground where we play video games. We talk about the stuff we love. We help each other decide if we're going to buy suicide squad or not. Matthews, that's what's more important. And if that helps me read your super chat without saying what you need to say on this platform, which is ours, uh, we appreciate you, but, um, there's a lot to be excited about mag mag. It's a good time. There's going to be more games that we can handle. And thank you for being here on the show with me tonight. You suck. I love you. Yeah, man. (laughs) It was the best. That was actually, we had a great time tonight. We had a great guest tonight. Uh, great topics. Great things to talk about. We kept it mostly positive, you know, even though there's a lot of negative out there and whatever else. Oh, forget the third-party stuff, man. Forget it. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, yeah, who cares? Oh, be, I was it'll talking be about fine. I, I think everything's going to be stuff. good. Yeah. 
But uh, it'll be fine in the long run, and, and uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see where everything goes. And uh, I still think that there's going to be a reckoning, but that's uh, that's that's me, and that's well, not a reckoning for me, and not a reckoning for product. There's going to be a reckoning for people, but that's a whole other yeah. story for another yeah. time. We wish everybody the way, best. Yeah, we do. Yep. But Absolutely. either way, we had a great show tonight. Uh, let, chat, don't forget to hit the like button the way out. And don't forget, Manscaped for 20% off. Use our, use our promo code for that. Dude, Check that you out. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. It's amazing. And then, you know what? Next week, I'm going to wear my Manscaped shirt, you know? So we'll see what happens. But either way, check it out oh, on yeah. the way out. Everybody have a great evening. Have yeah, a great we appreciate week. you. Have a great night. We'll see you all on the next show. Thanks, guys. It's like, uh, oh, I didn't even have it on this overlay, but yeah, you, if you hit X and C as a promo code, you get 20% off. Pretty affordable thing, and the, the, the charge lasts forever, and you can use it in the shower. You can use it, don't use it in the bathroom. You got to clean up afterwards. It's amazing, but we appreciate you. If you support us through Manscaped, that'll help keep the show going and help us do more cool stuff uh, on the show. We appreciate you guys so much. Also, new on the show, Mag, is I've got a my future of Xbox sizzle trailer that'll play as we, as we head out. So enjoy that. Hit the like button while you're on there, watching that sucker. And we're going to get out of here. We'll see you next week uh, for February. Thanks a lot, guys.